going to be the first of what I think is going to be a five-part podcast series on the matches of 2016. And the last part will be of my personal match of the year. So I'm going to start with my fifth place match of the year, which I'm going to be very critical about, but if the takeaway of this podcast should be one thing, it should be, I really, really, really thought this was a great match, but Pro Wrestling Gorilla is a phenomenal group. And the only problem I have with them is that they don't get more of their stuff out onto YouTube. And I understand why I get it. But for those of us impecunious type who just don't have the money to spend on DVDs or streaming, it's hard for us to interact with some of the best wrestling in the world. And that's why one of my favorite matches from a couple years ago, the Guerrilla Warfare match with Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan versus the Young Bucks, why that ended up on YouTube being one of my favorite matches I go to again and again is such a revelation. Sadly, there's not a lot of material out there. There's some you'll find uh, passing through Daily Motion and uh, RuTube and all that stuff, but I try to avoid that largely because there's a spyware component to that. But the Battle of Los Angeles, I've sprung to get the first two DVDs of, and I'm probably going to get the third at some point. And there is an amazing amount of great work going on. And night two was phenomenal. You had incredible matches from, well, you had Matt Riddle in a great match in which that shows why he is my rookie of the year. You had, of course, everybody's hero. Actually, no, that was night one, was Will Ospreay. Hmm. Go figure. And honestly, there were a lot of guys on the show that I didn't, I don't see a lot of. And there are guys who I'm not a huge fan of, like Chris Hero. But there are also guys that I absolutely adore and are about to be ruined by the WWE. I'm looking at you, Tommy, and uh, that's probably not fair. They have done amazing stuff with folks I never thought they would give a chance. And they have, and they've done fairly well by most of them. The exception, of course, being Uha Nation. Uha, give your notice. Get back to the Indies. Please. They're ruining you. You're a genius. Now, the main event of night two was the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Ricochet, Matt Seidel, and, of course, Will Ospreay. Now... The dynamic of this show is really interesting. Seidel and Ricochet are one of the best tag teams in the world. Well, were before Seidel's drug bust. They're tearing up New Japan. They're amazing. They are a really fantastic team. And Seidel alone is great, understands how to lay out a match beautifully, and how to use his high spots to make the other guy look great. And that's actually very difficult to do. Ricochet, on the other hand, is the best wrestler in the world right now. I really believe from an in-ring standpoint, there is no one better than Ricochet. And I'm including Kenny, Kenny Omega, Okada, Tanahashi, all those guys. 
I'm actually including Sami Zayn, who makes everyone look like a genius. Hell, I thought Braun Strowman could wrestle when he took on at Roadblock. What happens in the match is interesting. The Young Bucks, stylistically, are not my favorite. And I know a lot of people complain about the Bucks for various reasons, and I understand why. I like their gimmick from an intellectual point of view. It just doesn't move me. And I understand their gimmick, but I don't necessarily like it, but not in the, I don't like it in the way that they're great heels. It's I don't like it in that it makes me sort of tone down my interest in a match. Adam Cole, on the other hand, is one of the truly great heel performers right now. He's phenomenal. And Will Ospreay is great because he interacts so well with differing styles. He's not like Zack Sabre Jr. or Chris Hero who can work their style with anyone of anyone and any other style and come out with these great matches. But he works great with luchadors, as you saw the night before, I think, with Phoenix. He works great with mat-based grapplers, his match that I have from England with Zack Sabre Jr. Phenomenal. He works great in the Japanese style. He works great in the American style. He works great in the English style. All of them, he gets. Now, Meltzer gave this five stars. And I understand why. But I don't necessarily agree. I thought there was an over-reliance on the super kick. And maybe that's the style of PWG. But I always worry about overuse of a single move. We saw it with the DDT in the 90s, in the early 90s in particular. We saw it with the powerbomb in the later 90s. We definitely saw it in the early 2000s with the Hearn Kenrana, where these moves are overused to the point where they no longer mean much. You can go back in time and say that about the elbow drop. As late as 1989, Buddy Landell was using his corkscrew elbow as a finisher. Think about that. What does an elbow mean today? Nothing, less than nothing. And it was a finisher. The clothesline. The clothesline was a finisher for a long time. Even the suplex. And we are seeing the super kick overused. I get why the Young Bucks use it so often. And it's part of their gimmick. And I get that. It's just not for me. The flow of this match is great. The crowd is amazing, and of course, the spot is what everyone was talking about for the show. Was Ricochet giving one of the Bucks the Tombstone Piledriver, and Seidel coming off with a shooting star press and driving him in. This is in reference, of course, to the Young Bucks finisher, the Meltzer Driver, in which it's a front flip off the top rope. And I really want to come up with the name 
for the <laughs> shooting star Melcher driver. I'm thinking the Alvarez driver is a bit on the nose, I think. But perhaps the Kellerstone. Uh, we'll figure it out later. But this match is great. To me, it's a four and a half star match, maybe bordering on four and three quarters, because it never stopped. But at the same time, I didn't have the sort of frantic energy of some of my favorite six-man and ten-man matches uh, from Ichinoku Pro, the one that comes to mind, the These Day Ten Man, from, I think, 95, 96, which is just phenomenal. I know uh, Mike Quackenbush says that that's his favorite match of all time, and it's not far off the top from my list. And this doesn't go quite that far. The work rate's amazing. These guys are great. There was only one sort of botched spot, and they sort of fixed it, but to me, botches aren't terrible because they show a reality that what they're doing isn't easy. The best, of course, is botched spots that end up making a moment. For example, the Tiger Driver 91 or the the match between Bret Hart and the British Bulldog where he overshoots him and then manages to hook him and make it look like some sort of early version of the captain's hook, which is a great, great spot, which was a botch, but it turned into something better. This match is a wonderful match. Highly recommend it. And I highly recommend the two discs of the bola that I got are both phenomenal. But I don't think it's a five-star, and I don't think it's a match-of-the-year caliber match for most years. This would have won match-of-the-year in 2007, 2006. I don't think now it would, or it should at least. And I kind of hope that the Bucks, I don't want to say tone down their gimmick, because their gimmick is great, and it connects with a crowd, particularly the PWG crowd. But at the same time, I wish they would stylistically go in another direction. Because they are entertaining as hell. And even with the over-reliance on the superkick, I still like watching them. They're just not the ones I like. No, I'm not a uh, revival is greater than the Young Bucks type. I, I like the revival a lot. They're not my, mat, my tag team of the year. Though, honestly, neither are the Bucks. So go figure. In the next couple days, we'll be celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, having a great time around the Garcia Gate household. And I hope you all have some good time. If you're celebrating anything, if you're not, uh, use a day off or something. Have some good time. Maybe glom onto some friends who are celebrating and see if you can get some roast or turkey out of them. Or if you're a vegetarian, I got nothing. Uh, but I really am glad that I got, I've got to do a full year of this podcast, even though there were a couple of dead periods where I didn't get much done. And I hope that everyone listening gets to see some really fantastic wrestling between now and the end of the year.